Hello, welcome back to Camp Half Pod. We are your head counselors. I'm Erin, daughter of Athena. And I'm Manasa, daughter of Persephone. This week we're discussing chapters 37 through 42 of The Burning Man. I feel like we have a lot of we have a lot of notes before this one. <laughs> well, um, I just wanted to say, because this is the episode after, obviously, um, Jason's death. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would like to say that for for a, a straight week, I have been just reeling with it. It's mm-hmm. interesting because I am now remembering. So I have a nephew who is really into this series and he's about nine. I think he's mm-hmm. turned 10 now. And when we were discussing it, when I was visiting him back in December, I think he let it slip that Jason died. Now that I'm remembering (laughs) You're just like, what a weird joke. (laughs) Yeah, I remember he did it and he looked at me for a moment and then he changed the subject. And I just like, didn't get it. And then I was like remembering it like yesterday night and I was like, Mm. oh my God, I had been spoiled. I just like couldn't believe it so I didn't grasp onto it plus when it's coming from a nine-year-old you're like okay sure. yeah sure like do you how you learned how to read like three years ago what do you know right <laughs> <laughs> you sure you read that right I know and so um I realized how much it affected me because the day after we recorded and so the day after I read the chapters I guessed it on the monster donut podcast with Phoebe mm-hmm. and Emily And what I went on there to do was to kind of explain why I love Blood of Olympus. And what I ended up doing was just crying over Jason. (laughs) Except obviously they haven't, they're spoiler free and they haven't gotten to that part yet. So I'm sure it's cut out. But you just will think that I am for some reason just hyper fixated on Jason and just like been like, oh, but he's so sweet. And look at his little glasses. Like it's so out of pocket and it's just because if they had if I had recorded it one day earlier or two days earlier I would have been a different woman yeah completely that's different true. woman what's gonna be funny I don't know when they're releasing that episode and yeah. when and I know our this is like so meta in real time because we're in the past you know like by the yeah. time our listeners hear this our episode of Jason's death will obviously be out and their episode might go out but I don't know which one's coming out first and it's gonna be very funny if theirs came out first and someone listened to it and it's like why is Monica bashing on Jason like that's what she normally does yeah <laughs> and so she's crying she's holding him like a little baby I'm like holding his, his essence in my palm like a baby bird I was just like yeah. so so upset about his death i just i didn't see it coming even though i was apparently forewarned i mm. but you know like my hot take honestly i don't know if it's that hot is that he's a better character because he dies he is he is like it's sad but it makes him a better character yes i agree which is rough yeah i don't feel like there's many characters that i would say that about you know in anything that I'm like, you're better because you died. But Jason, the impact of his death was just so. I don't know why I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking away from the mic while I'm plugging. Like you're hand. like I have to pace. I know. <laughs> 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 no, I was plugging in my computer. I <laughs> Not pacing and pulling at my hair every time. You're Jason like, the impact of Jason's death. <laughs> um. Anyway, I as soon as I finished. That, those chapters I went on to the discord and mm. um, the podcast discord and I just like scolded many people for yeah. 
apparently letting me talk shit about Jason. Yeah. They loved it. I sure oh, yeah. they thought it was hilarious. I think people were like, I feel like our listeners were very sweet and like really trying. They were they were holding you like the baby bird, like really trying not to spoil you <laughs> and being like very good in the DMs. Like this is a spoiler. And then being like, do you think Jason should have died? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it is a Monday right now. <laughs> Having this discussion is very intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my other note is like the entire time I was reading these chapters, I just like imagining you like pen and paper out trying yeah. to solve everything before it's solved because you you love a good puzzle. I do like a I like a a, a word rid- riddle. I don't like physical puzzles. I think they're boring. Um, <laughs> that's my hot take for the day. I think physical puzzles are dumb. You're wasting your time. Um, <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. Maybe one day, watch me like in two years, I'm into puzzles suddenly. Yeah, I can see it. It, it. it goes with your essence though. I think it does. I think puzzles. I just like, I, I don't have the patience. I like too much. I like reward. Maybe if I become a better person, I'll be into <laughs> puzzles. <laughs> with your little cardigan on, doing yeah. puzzles with your your tea. Yeah. yeah it's no. like, that's no, too my ideal self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my elevated self, but yeah, I do. I do like these chapters. I know that if I had read these as a kid, I would have stopped and tried to solve it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Before we oh, before we get into our chapters, though, we got a voice memo from one of our Discord mods, actually, who's been messaging me about um, it's it's technically relevant to chapter thirty six, but it's like the last paragraph of chapter thirty six, and we had a guest on last episode, so it kind of <laughs> a lot was going on with yeah. the Jason death, but um, they they live right near the um the zoo where the entrance is that's described at the in like the last paragraph of chapter 36 so they sent us an audio message that i'm going to play it hi Erin Monessa this is coffee i'm one of the mods on the discord server and i'm calling in from the old LA zoo i'm right by the bear exhibit which is a rock facade with a bunch of kind of tunnels connecting it I have never been inside personally because, as my friend put it, that is white people shit and we do not do that. (laughs) I'm currently sitting here in the grass with my dog Milo and we are enjoying the nature, the wind, the birds, and which I'm sure you could hear, and the grass. Which is all to say that Rick Riordan is wrong and Los Angeles is a wonderful place. (laughs) During the Super Bloom, I sent Aaron tons of pictures of the flowers and just how beautiful Los Angeles can be and I know it can be very fire prone at times but you know there's a drought and global warming and that isn't necessarily our fault (laughs) and there's just so much more beauty to this city and this part of California than I think Rick really allows for. I was born and raised here, so of course I'm a bit defensive about my home. But I truly believe most of what people hear about Los Angeles, or most of what negative things people hear about Los Angeles, are coming from transplants, or people who only interact with transplants. And don't, oh my god, my my low no. (laughs) 
sorry, Milo's drinking creek water. Um, but yeah, there is so much beauty in the city, and I love it with my whole heart. And I hope one day Rick sees that this isn't just the fire-riddled hellscape he seems to believe it is. Anyways, it's all in good fun. Um, thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. Even for this little segment. I thought that was so great. Coffee's been DMing me like since before the Discord um, pictures of LA when she started reading these books and was like, why does Rick hate it here so much? <laughs> it's like, you're not wrong. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like when they talked about um, talking to transplants, that's how I feel about Seattle. The amount of people yeah. who don't like Seattle or think it's like... I mean, yes, it's a city, so it's not yeah. always the safest. And there's some infrastructure problems, whatever. I love the city. I will defend it with my whole body. Like, it's I, – I feel that Your in my soul. Your whole six-foot-tall body. So I'm actually 17 oh, feet tall. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That would be ridiculous. I'm 6'2". Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So in that sense, I, I totally relate to you, Coffee. Thank you so much for being yeah. our LA voice. Yes. And also thank you to your dog, Milo, <laughs> <laughs> for for existing. That's all dogs need to do yeah. to get a shout yeah. out. <laughs> Every day we thank, we thank the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. To summarize what we're going to be talking about this episode, we're going to have an episode full of crosswords and fill in the blanks. It's extra fun because if you get them wrong, you get burnt alive. So fun. Mm. Thrilling. Motivation. There's your reward. Your reward is continuing to live. Yeah. Well, that's not good enough. I need a little treat. (laughs) (laughs) A little sweet treat. Yeah. A chocolate, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. I need a a chocolate at the end of each space. (laughs) All right, I got chapters 37 through 39. So chapter 37, want to play a game? It's easy. You take a guess, then you burn to death. So they descend down the stairs from the LA Zoo entrance towards the unknown of the maze. Rover wonders aloud if Piper gets his message, got his message. Apparently, he sent a message to her to tell her where they were going, but he was low-key hoping she would come and help them. And as we know, Piper kind of hates Apollo now. So I don't know how well how well that uh, is going to go for that. She's also busy. She's grieving. Yeah. Which She's is a, a little lot busy. Yeah. yeah. She's over. processing a lot. They get down all the stairs and Apollo puts on Caligula's sandals, which are just like normal strappy sandals, as we discussed, not mm. fun platform heels. No stilettos. I know. Apollo asks the shoes to guide them to the Sybil, and at first nothing happens, but then a faint gold outside of like a five-foot square appears with identical connected squares. So basically, it's a giant like glowing crossword, crossword puzzle on the ground. And a hint appears on the chamber wall that says, Python Slayer, Golden Lyred, Armed with Arrows of Dread. Which is, that's a pretty easy one. It's describing Apollo. Um, but it's uh, not just welcoming him to the maze. Instead, it is a crossword puzzle, so they have to answer it. They find the corridor with six spaces that, that would fit Apollo. And Apollo says his name aloud, that that's the answer, and then steps forward and watches as his name appears on the tiles. Then another clue appears. This whole episode is just reading clues aloud in prophecies. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Herald of New Entrances, opener of the softly gliding year, Janus of the Double. Grover knows that Janus has double faces, it's Janus of the Double Faces, which is correct, as they walk down the corridor and the word faces appears. The next clue is a poem from Bacchylides. But the highest god, mighty with his thunderbolt, sent Hypnos and his twin from snowy Olympus to the fearless fighter Sarpedon. Apollo knows that in the actual poem, it doesn't say his twin and instead says Thanatos or death in English. This is what causes Apollo to realize that they're not just spelling out fun answers, but the words actually string together. And so far, what they have of this prophecy is Apollo faces death. This is very convenient that they all know, like somebody at least knows the poem. Right. I'm like thinking about like my friend groups. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have gotten Apollo. That's uh, yeah, the only Apollo, one, maybe. That's it. Oh, Janice, I would have gotten Janice just because I've yeah. specifically read Battle of the Labyrinth. Yeah. Yes. Um, definitely would not have gotten known that it doesn't suppose it's not supposed to say his twin. No, I wouldn't have known that one. I no. would have been sent to the, the fiery pits for that one. Can, <laughs> Can you, you like, just go back? I feel like that's what I would do. I would just go back if I didn't know an like, answer. Nah. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so chapter 38. I sing to myself, though Apollo is cooler. Like way, way cooler. They get to the end of the corridor and wait for another clue to appear, but instead they hear a distant cry of pain, and Grover says it sounds like a monster dying. Apollo says that they should ignore it, there's bound to be a ton of monsters in here as traps, and then a new clue appears for them. It says, Now I must tell of the flight of the king, the last to reign over the Roman people, was a man unjust, yet puissant in arms. Uh, I don't know if that's how you say that word. <laughs> I'm sure it's correct. Yeah. The um, last to reign the Roman people, Apollo knows this one conveniently. Mm. And he also mentions that he has, he doesn't want to think about this person. It's like a bad past, like he has with everyone. <laughs> but this was Tarquin or Tarquinius. They answer with Tarquin and follow the path that direction. They arrive in a large chamber filled with Roman mosaics and warm, dry air. Another clue appears on the mosaic wall. Leaves, body leaves, growing up above me, above death. Perennial roots, tall leaves. Oh, the winter shall not freeze you, delicate leaves. It's Walt Whitman, who Apollo, like, gives some notes on to us. He apparently doesn't like Walt Whitman. He's overrated. Just like how he doesn't like Shakespeare. Apollo has a lot of opinions on people. Yeah. Which is really funny because I feel like Rick gets distracted and there's like a paragraph. Yes. Like there's a paragraph in here about um, like an Alexa that <laughs> could have happened. He's like, I could have had a robot assistant. And then he like goes into the spiel of Alexa, yeah. but like an ancient Greek version of Alexa. And I was like, mm -hmm. this is not necessary. <laughs> Yeah, Apollo just, uh, he has a lot of thoughts and he follows too many of them. Yes. I get it. Um, but Apollo for once actually doesn't know the answer to this one because he doesn't like Walt Whitman. But Grover is apparently into poetry, specifically poetry about leaves, <laughs> like <laughs> grass and such. And he knows that there's a word missing. So not only is he into poetry, he has this memorized. I'm like... Sir, I've read Walt Whitman, and I would not have gotten this. No. 
He knows that there's a word missing at the beginning and it's supposed to start with tomb leaves, body leaves, not just leaves, body leaves. So the answer is tomb. Meg is worried that this is the wrong direction because the prophecy isn't making sense so far. It says like, Apollo faces death, Tarquin tomb. Um, but Apollo says that they have to assume the small words. So far, it should be Apollo faces death in Tarquin's tomb. The next clue is as follows. Named for Apollo's fallen love, this flower should be planted in autumn. Set the bulb in the soil with the pointy end up. Cover with soil and water thoroughly. You are transplanting. It's like a nice blank in there. But Apollo takes this personally. He doesn't actually think about the riddle for this one uh, because it reminds him of Hyacinthus because that's what it's about and his tragic death. So Apollo is very upset and just screams without consulting anyone. He's like, Hyacinth, that's the answer. And Meg's like, no, stop. And he just marches down the corridor. But instead of the word Hyacinth appearing, the word unless appears behind him because the word unless is missing from that text. It's supposed to be like, oh, I, I did the pause in the wrong spot, but it's supposed to be unless you are transplanting. Then the tunnel floor disappears underneath their feet and they drop into a pit of fire. Amazing. Yeah, super fun. So chapter 39. Noble sacrifice, I'll protect you from the flames. Wow, I'm a good guy. Thanks to Grover's goat powers, he grabs onto the ledge and is able to snag Apollo by his quiver strap. Meg clings to Apollo and Grover begins to slip holding up all their weight. The heat from below is so strong that it's hard to think, but Apollo comes up with a crazy idea. He thinks that if he could communicate with Helios, even while his body burns with his consciousness, uh, maybe he could convince Helios that they're not, they're not enemies, like Medea is the real enemy. So he tells Meg to use her swords and latch on to the wall and then demands that they stay put. And Grover drops him very willingly. Like, <laughs> Apollo's just like, drop me. And Grover's like, all right. <laughs> Goodbye. Good Apollo, riddance. like, while he's falling, has some bitter thoughts towards Grover. <laughs> and Apollo falls into the pit below. His soul seems to detach from his body during the fall, and he's sucked into, um, like, a memory of thousands of years ago, the first morning he became the sun god. Overnight, Helios had vanished, and Apollo woke up all nervous. Helios's throne stood empty, his helm and his whip there. Apollo strode to the throne and wore the helm and the cloak, and then went to the stable where the four sun horses stood. It was a steep learning curve, he says, but by the end of the day, the chariot was his and the horses were his. And he tries to cling to his feeling of confidence that he felt in that memory after that day, and then comes to his senses at the bottom of the pit, crouching amongst flames. The blaze is swirling around him, and he can feel that the Titan is angry, but he can also sense that he's not angry just at Apollo. He's mostly angry about being trapped in this maze. He hears Helios's voice saying, kill her, about Medea, and then can feel all of Helios's rage towards his sorceress granddaughter for being trapped down here. To be released from his torment, he needs her dead. Apollo tells Helios that he'll kill her if he lets them pass. The fires then just like, it's pretty easy. They race away and the room cools. And he tells Megan Grover that they can drop down and join him um, at the bottom of the pit. 
I really like um, when he, Apollo goes back into his memories because it's just mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see that those memories still exist in, you know, Lester. And it's also the idea, I love this idea that gods fade depending on, like, the people that they pray to because that just makes it much more interesting. Because the idea of gods is that they're everlasting, immortal, all of that stuff, but they still have to depend on people, right, somehow. I love that. And so I loved this, like, idea that Apollo is now because, like, you know, new gods take places of old ones. And so this was, like, a really good imagery of how that happened. And he's just, like, he basically got a promotion and he walks in with a little bit of imposter syndrome, but he's ready. He's ready to go. Yeah. 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 And he learns it all in a day. Yeah. Only that was that easy. Mm. Be nice. Um, of my notes, I do think the urge to try and solve them before, like, the book tells me the answer was very strong. <laughs> it just reminds me of the the first Harry Potter book, the, like, riddle, you know, in the, in the below. The riddle in the below. <laughs> when they go down. To the chamber. Not the chamber. No, not the chamber. The other To get the philosopher's stone. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that, the riddle about the potions that was not in the movie. And I remember writing that down and trying to solve it. That's really cute. As a kid. I don't remember that part. It has been a while. Oh, it's the best part. I read the first book. Yeah. Yeah, Same. Um, It also reminded me a bit of the Sphinx game show in the labyrinth, in the Battle of the Labyrinth. And it made me remember the time that Annabeth just straight up disagreed with its riddles <laughs> and like almost got them all killed, which I well, thought was fun. It's not even that she she just, just didn't like that it was that easy. She was yeah, like, she was like, really? Test. Yeah. yeah, like this is not a challenge. Who do you think I am? And it was like, we're going to kill you. And my last note is that I thought it was funny. There was a line where Apollo wonders why there isn't a god of family therapy for all of them, <laughs> which I thought was a very good question. Very self-aware. Yeah. All they have is Dionysus, the god of madness. And <laughs> don't know how much help he is. And wine. Yeah. And wine. So. A good mix. A yeah. healthy mix, some would say. Goes well together. Yeah. Mm. All right. I have chapters 40 through 42. Chapter 40. Congratulations. You finished the word puzzle. You win. Enemies. <laughs> So the squad arrives at the chamber of the Oracle, which is actually just a large room of Helios's lava. So it's quite literally Helios's ichor essence. So it's even hotter than the hottest substance on the earth, or I guess it's supposed to be similar to like, you know, the surface of the sun. And floating in the surface of Helios's ichor is a small, like small five by five foot squares with no logical pattern. Grover points out, that it's actually a giant crossword again and it doesn't connect to the little balcony but it does connect to herophile the sibyl's prison cell she's chained to the ground with molten chains and basically sybil shouts out clues to them and when they shout out the correct answer the tiles float together to make words like a crossword and essentially make them a bridge the first word is doorway they guess the second word to be soundless, but learn that if they shout the wrong answer, because Grover gets overly excited and shoots, <laughs> um, uh, shouts out the wrong answer, the bridge they're standing on will crumble underneath them, dropping them in the hottest mm. substance on Earth. Nice. The next word is God, and then they, 
then opened. And the last words are a double play, which Apollo correctly guesses to be yo and bye. Yo is just, I don't, I still don't understand why. He's just like, ignore it. <laughs> it's just a double play. <laughs> huh. It's like, okay. They make it to the Sybil. And when using the words that they guessed earlier in the corridors, Apollo puts together his partial prophecy. Apollo faces death in Tarquin's tomb unless the doorway to the soundless god is opened by... They wonder what the rest of the prophecy is and how to get it, but before they can make any guesses, Medea interrupts them, telling them it won't matter since they're about to die anyway. What a great entrance. I know. She's her. like, I imagine her wearing just like a super long cape. Yeah. When she does this because that's the only way to do it. Yeah, especially around flammable substances. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, she's a witch. She has to embrace the witch exactly. vibe. Um, I did have a note I wanted to say that I thought it was interesting because Medea thinking she can interrupt a prophecy is hilarious. Like every single villain sees and hears, like everyone knows the prophecies, right? Like it's pretty, mm-hmm. especially the old prophecies, like they're pretty universal. But instead of like seeing them and believe, like being like, oh, you know, I am an ancient Greek figure. I have lived many lives and the prophecies, you cannot mess with fate. They mess with fate and they're like well it's i'm the exception actually i can stop you they're always learning the same lesson over and over and over again which is like this is why they're the villains because they're insane people yeah all right chapter 41 meg sings it's over everyone just go home we are so roasted Meg moves quickly to break the shackles on Herophile, but they reform and snap themselves onto Apollo. They burn Apollo's wrists and then repel Meg's blades. Medea thanks Meg for her help and then uses magic to destroy their crossword bridge, essentially stranding the whole group. Behind the sorceress, guards pull up with a very badly beaten crest, who looks very ashamed to have lost his fight. Apollo doesn't hold this against him, though. He's like, we should have never left crest alone to guard the entrance like that was a lot to ask of him and he's still young and also you know it's it's just a lot to ask of him yeah medea tells them that she has very motivated guards since they are the friends of the pandai that apollo and his friends killed Mm -hmm. so you know they have vengeance in their blood yeah it's personal there are also many more stationed outside in case they get try to get away Medea starts chanting her spell and cracks start appearing on Apollo's body and the ichor, the godly essence of Apollo, starts seeping out. The pain is unimaginable for mortal Lester. So Grover tries to counter the spell with a nature song on his reed pipes, which that like, immediately like took me out for a moment. Right. Where I was like, Hilary Duff's like, so yesterday is the thing he played last on his reed pipes that I can significantly remember. It's Grover's going back to his roots. When he can't think of anything else to do, he's like, time to fight with music. He fits perfectly in this series. He really does. Which is extra funny because I imagine, like, again, I'm inserting our friend group in this situation. And then Mike would totally pull out a recorder and just oh, ruin the day. I'd be no. actively getting murdered. And he's just, like, playing <laughs> hot cross buns on the recorder. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> And so basically Grover is trying this nature song, even though Meg points out they're next to lava and they are underground. But Grover is like, this is nature will persist. It will be fine. Apollo is experiencing pain like no other, his mind wanting to succumb to Medea's chance and join Caligula and leave his body. 
Luckily, Grover's music starts cutting into the song, uh, cutting into the chant. The music about nature is hopelessly out of place, but it has some kind of strength that it keeps kind of distracting Medea. And Meg decides, sees that it starts working, so she starts singing nonsense <laughs> words to match the song. She's Aww. singing just like anything she can think of. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't make any sense. She's off tune, but she's just matching the, the tune of the song. Medea sends the pandai to attack her, but Meg opens a packet of seeds and a bunch of ragweed erupts from the ground, covering the pandai, causing them to sneeze nonstop. That's how I feel lately. (laughs) Your allergies, you're like, oh, they're fucking ragweed, Like, that's the worst. Get it away from me. (laughs) Well, as a reaction, which is like, Caligula and Medea clearly have the same, not all of the emperors, like, have the same reaction to when their, like, servants don't do what they want she just Mm -hmm. uses her spells and dumps both the pandai into the lava and kills them instantly it's not a good use of your of your powers to use it on your own men yeah of her powers she's now down too much just because they didn't immediately were not able to attack meg like it wouldn't have better to let them regroup and try again Mm -hmm. now you are outnumbered Mm -hmm. she clearly is not the brains of this operation no She then traps Meg and Grover in in a venti vortex where they can't be heard. Medea turns back to Apollo and begins the flailing again. (laughs) Love that. Chapter 41. You want prophecy? I'll drop some nonsense on you. Eat my gibberish. That was a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Herophile, who is not caught in the venti tornado, kneels down to Apollo and tells him to resist. Paul has no idea how to resist. He's chained and he does not have an instrument like Grover did, or he doesn't have powers like Jason did. He tries to oh, rip. Rest in peace. <laughs> Pour one out. He tries to hold on to his memories as his consciousness begins to waver. He starts to lose his sense of self. He thinks he's Helios, then he thinks he's Caligula. His father, his mother, and his twin sister's faces start disappearing in his mind. Herofel tells him to hold on, that help is on the way, and that he should use the fact that he's taken her place. He has no idea what that means, but Apollo refuses to give up, especially since this is what Jason had given his life for. He decides that he needs to be his own oracle and essentially override Medea's chant the way Grover had. He stammers out bronze bronze upon upon gold, and the stone tiles start shifting. East meets west. The lines start pouring out of him. Legions are redeemed, lights of the depth, one against many, never spirit defeated, ancient words spoken, shaking old foundations. Now the entire left side of the room is filled with tiles. The room is no longer as hot because they've covered the burning guava. Apollo's shackles have cooled down. Medea's trying to concentrate, but then Crest picks up Apollo's ukulele and makes up a song <laughs> on the spot to try to distract her. It's, used, it's his time to shine. I know, he's like, I only know one chord. I will replay it over and over you again. You know what Crest is? If this is Glee, he's like the football players who joined the Glee team. Like you know? Puck? Yeah, that kid, that guy turned out to be like a, rough, yeah. a bad man. I'm no, trying like to the remember. Other one, Finn. That one, he's dead now. <laughs> oh, he was cursed. A rough time, yeah. Everyone yeah. on that show. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, he's just like bopping in the background. He only knows he can only hold one note and it's, well, or one chord. And it's mm. making everyone feel a little insane. Yeah. 
Um, Apollo spits out a few more prophetic lines. Story the tyrant, aid the winged, under golden hills, great stallions full. At this point, the entire room is basically covered in tiles, and Crest keeps breaking Medea's concentration. She gets frustrated, so she stabs him in the gut with a knife. Damn. But our boy, the Pandos, plays on. And Apollo makes a couple more lines. Harken the trumpets, turn red tides, enter strangers' homes. Medea then stabs Crest again. What is with the double stabbing? I know, just to make sure the deed is done. It's just so intense. And tells the Venti to throw Grover and Meg into lava. Apollo finishes the prophecy by saying, Regain lost glory. There's only a small area in the center of the room where Helios' fire is visible and has cooled down significantly. Unfortunately, Medea decides to flay Apollo the quote-unquote old-fashioned way as Cress lays to the side, dying, and tells Aventus to kill his friends. Damn. So my notes. I was reading this and I was like, Percy and Anna, without Annabeth would have died in this <laughs> game so fast. He would have just hated the game. Like, I oh feel like God. he would have somehow rigged it to not, he would have just ran past it and then <laughs> sent to the fiery pits. He would just have just like summoned water and then just mm-hmm. cooled everything down. It would have been funny because it would have worked. It would just have just been wrong. Yeah. 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 That's how Percy operated. Yeah, operates. Really. Apollo is really carrying. I feel yeah. like he's carrying the entire team. Like at least yeah. he doesn't participate in any of the fights except for singing and sometimes shooting an arrow precisely. Very rarely though. So it is nice to see him like be the essential character finally yeah, in one of right. these. Yeah. It is fun to have a main character who is like the brains because usually that's mm. like a sidekick. Like I was like having a POV from Hermione except yeah. more insane. A lot more, in, well, a different kind of insane, and, yeah, I would say, true. Apollo is. Yeah. A little bit more distractible. <laughs> <laughs> a different flavor of manic, I would say. Yeah, yes, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, I did not think that Medea would be the main villain to defeat here. Like, we only right? have one more episode, because we have only one more set of chapters. Yeah. And we have not... That's wild. Yeah, this book flew by mm-hmm. devastatingly, mm-hmm. and... I really, when I picked up this book, I was like, okay, we got it. Whoever the emperor is, he's going to have a battle. Maybe he'll, like, quote-unquote die, but, like, it's not going to be super interesting. Um, I did not expect it to be Medea. That's really surprising. Yeah. Um, also, so much violence, like, stabbing. Like, so much right? stabbing in these books. I did not expect. And, like, also the, like, the fact that Apollo is literally being flayed alive right now. Right? Like, that's crazy. So violent. Like, I know the last one we were talking about the violence, too, with yeah. Commodus's arena and everything, but this <laughs> one's very, like, very stabby. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is my prediction. I'm guessing that the nature song brings the aid of other dryads and perhaps Piper as well, and they all work together to defeat Medea. But I also don't think there's enough chapters to have a face-off with Caligula, so I'm like, maybe that's the next book. Like, maybe the next book, because there's five books, right? Yeah. So fourth book is like all the emperors, mm-hmm. but like but like Nero gets away, and then the fifth book is Python with a hint of Nero. Just a little splash of Nero. A splash. Nero yeah. can't be defeated in the fourth book because we need yeah. like a face down with Meg and Nero. She needs to be the one to like basically bring him down. Yeah, and Nero being around, I feel like adds an element of fear for Meg and an element of like, even no matter how much confident Apollo is in their relationship, he knows how easily she could be manipulated. Cause he has a similar 
feeling towards Zeus that she has towards Nero of like yeah. a hatred, but like a toxic family dynamic. It's an abusive parent. It's just yeah. hard to cut ties at that point. Yeah. And they have, are very influential mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my guess. Um, I'm not predicting any more deaths, but you know what? <laughs> who, know, who knows at this point? Like, maybe Apollo will die. Names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess maybe next book will be, now that I'm remembering it, like there's a whole, something's going down at Camp Jupiter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think next book will have to be in Rome, New Rome. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that will be like the face-off between the emperors is between like using the legion versus the emperors. Yeah. And Apollo and has lap. to get like a new extra, like companion for each book, you know? And Meg's That's there. True. But he has to change it up a little. He had Leo and Calypso. Yes. I was like, who was in the last book? Huh? Oh, Mama Sita, I forgot. Yeah, Mama Sita. Yeah. We can't never forget. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Papala has to go to New Rome and tell them all that yeah. Jason's dead. Yeah. That'll be really fun. It's going to be really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Reina's going to deal with it. Leo's yeah. going to be devastated. Yeah. I think Frank and Hazel will care. I can't remember if they were friends. I would imagine. Obviously, they were friends, but not. I do remember way. a bit where like Hazel was talking about how much she looked up to him, and then she, there was like a POV from her where she was like hanging out with him, and she was like, "He's not that great." <laughs> yeah, because she started looking up to Percy instead. Because yeah, she, like, she was like, "He's cool. kind of lame." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jason. Not me. Dead. No, I know. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. right. Are you ready for some lightning bolt questions? I am. I am. I am. Okay. What is your favorite type of word game? Do you like Wordle, Scrabble, Boggle, Crosswords? Boggle. Really? I love Boggle. I love those ones where it's like a a square and you have to like make as many words as you can. Really good at those. I get really mad at Scrabble because I don't like when I just get mad. (laughs) I love crosswords. I do okay. the New York Times crossword. Yeah, yeah that's fine. every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I also try crossword. to do Wordle. Yeah, I cannot stand Boggle. Boggle's the one that you try to find the words. Like you shake yeah. up and try to yeah. find the words, right? I hate it. It that's was why a punishment. My mom was like, we got to include, like, increase your, like, mm-hmm. vocabulary or whatever. I hated it. I love that game. I'm very good at it. I like I winning. Like, that's why yeah. I don't like. I don't always win Scrabble because of stupid words like chi, like the qi <laughs> placed on a triple word score. Yeah, it's you know, like so many points, and I just want big words because you know boggle. The bigger, the bigger the word, the better. Better, but in yeah. uh, Scrabble, there it's are about other the placement, rules. and I just, I just get mad. <laughs> Well, what about Bananagrams? Have you played Bananagrams? Oh, I love Bananagrams. Yeah, I feel like okay, it's Scrabbles without the really board. Good. Yeah. It's like Scrabble mixed with crosswords, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. And a little bit of boggle because you're making words out of, out of what you got. My college roommate was an English major, and mm-hmm. so we'd play Bananagrams, like mm. the four of us, and it was just three of us were in – two of us were in STEM, and we were just like – so frustrated. I don't think we've ever won against her in Bananagrams. Ooh. And so Bananagrams is also taboo in my I love house. Bananagrams. I always win against <laughs> That's why you like least. it. That's why yeah. I like I actually only like games that I win at. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to play against my friend. I would we'll have, yeah. yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. 
All right, um, we got this one sent to us from Maria. What power would you most like to have inside a burning maze? What do you, what do you mean? Power? I think just like if you could just have a power. I don't know. <laughs> like like having Jason's power versus yeah, Percy's yeah. power. I would like yeah. to have the power. Mm, it's interesting because like part of me is like I would like the power of water, obviously right? in a burning maze. But I feel like I would, since the air is so dry and there's mm. so much heat, I would feel like extra exhausted and useless if there's no chance of water anywhere. Yeah. Like he might not, Percy might not be able to like draw any water from anywhere. There. Yeah. So I would choose brains. I would choose Annabeth's yes. like ability to solve puzzles so I can just yes. like get out of there as fast as possible. Yeah. In this particular maze, that would be really useful. I'm also thinking like Frank's powers because you could become an animal that really likes the heat, like a little lizard. Oh, yeah. Or something that just go like hibernate or like turn into like a little shell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That could just be useless (laughs) and swim through the lava. No, I don't think a lizard could do that. Um, Or Hazel's could be cool because she's like underground girl. I feel like she's useful to have in in a labyrinth situation. Yeah, that's true. Anything underground. Not that, like, what is she going to do? Make me a diamond bracelet? Oh, wait. Wait. Leo. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally... Yeah, he could just walk in. Yeah. Why didn't they ask him to help with this? Because he's busy. He's Camp Jupiter. He's already (laughs) done his time as a companion. As a character, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I think that would be too easy. Leo would have just walked straight into the maze. I'm sure they would have made some stupid rule of like, Helios is is too hot for Leo. Because he would not have answered any riddles. (laughs) No, he would just walk straight, drop him into a pit. He just walks out of the pit. He's just swimming through the lava. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Um, and then my question is, what kind of riddle would you most like to solve in like a life or death situation? You know, <laughs> like like a like a crossword type riddle or like one of those, you know, like like a like the type that uh, Golem nothing, really likes. You know, nothing that rhymes. I think you don't rhyming riddles. Anyone. No, I think they. I get too caught up in the rhyme, and it makes me feel really crazy. We did play like a lot of us growing up. My family really loves those, like, rhyming, like, mystery, mm-hmm. like, like, or, like, what am I? And it's, like, a candle, and the answer is a needle, yeah. you know, one of those. Those yeah. those are fun, I will I will admit that, as long as it doesn't rhyme. If it rhymes, something like just, like, this, like, a visceral reaction of just hating mm-hmm. it. Interesting. Yeah. I think I would like, like, a logic puzzle type of thing. Like, if I had, like, a piece of paper... I won't be able to like map it out. You remember like in elementary school, there would be like those logic problems or it would be like a four, like a, like a table and you'd be figuring out like, which animal does John have and which animal does, and it would be all these clues like, Bob does not have a cat. And then you'd like X out the cat. I did not, I did not do that in school. This is a specific memory that I have. very specific. I miss those. I want those back in my life. Well, those, the ones that I think of when I think of those kinds are the ones that's like the trick ones where they like, oh, you are a bus driver. And then they give you a list of things of directions. You go in the end question is like, what is the bus driver's name? Mm -hmm. And it's like more of like, do you have active listening skills? Yeah, yeah. Those are funny. Or where the last one is like, 
don't follow any of the rules above. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want those, especially in a life or death situation. I get so mad. I would just refuse. I would do. I'd pull an Annabeth and refuse to participate. I'd just be, just kill me now. Yeah. Well, it worked out for Annabeth. So. I know that's true. That's because didn't Percy end up like just like having to like slash at the so. things? Yeah, something like that. I I just like I have a feeling that they would be like it's a spelling test, and I just put kill me now. Like there's be no like, point. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd literally rather die. <laughs> it's a spelling bee in hell. <laughs> All right, so last couple chapters. We're going to be getting yeah. to them, 43 through 47, which are our final chapters of The Burning Maze. Exciting. Find out how this book goes and ends. Yeah. Mm. If you are interested in supporting us, link to Patreons in the episode description. The link to send us an audio message is there as well. We have a few. I was just listening to them today. We have Our inbox has uh, gotten ahead of us with some audio messages so we'll have to do like a bonus episode or something with all y'all's theories because there there's some good ones in there Mm, exciting okay well remember if you haven't already follow us on social media we're on i think almost all platforms at camp half pod email us camp half pod at gmail.com i've gotten back to most people i think 99 percent of everybody who has emailed me so you can message us either on email or social to join the discord which is a fun place to be we respond very fast there i would like to say yes yeah and don't forget to rate and review wherever you're listening to us All right, bye-bye. Bye.